Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, and today I'm joined alongside Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hello. I mean, this is a groundbreaking episode. After how many? 115, 16, 17? How wow, many episodes? episodes 120. Done? This is 128. Get with the pitch. This is the first time we've ever done an episode, just you and I. No chance. This is the first time. No way. It's usually one of us hosting, and we I've done it with Dan before, one-on-one. I've done it with Joe, one-on-one. But never with you, Taryn. This they is our must... first time. I don't, I, I, in, in the words of um, the late, great Victor Meldrew from One Foot in the Grave, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. We'll go through the archives, we'll, we'll ask the fans, but I we'll believe this to. is the first time you and I have done a podcast together, just the two of us, surely, in the history surely. of our friendship. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a long time. Surely Dan what? and Joe have been on holiday before. Or have we neglected everybody by not recording on a week where they've We been haven't away? recorded when they've been away. Or we've done a special episode with, like, with, um, what's he called? Uh, Cash's with, Money, whatever he's called. Sash's Cash. Sash's a special Cash. guest, yeah. Or no, we great. did a special episode with um, our good friends over at CWE. That's very true. Yeah, thinking about it, you are probably right. Christ knows what we're going to talk about then. Well, it's a good job we're all... I mean, you've got the two experts here that watch every single product. <laughs> so it's going to be a oh, I... episode. Well, I will I will shock you. So for everybody who's listening to this week's episode, we're doing things slightly different, where, of course, Dan and Joe aren't here. They are abroad. I, I Budapest, have I got that right? I probably got that wrong. Yeah, because do you remember we were singing George Ezra like every that other That was minute. it. Budapest, yeah. Um, um, Where is Budapest, Taron? Oh, we don't Google to... it. <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> you start typing in Budapest quickly. On. I don't, I don't oh, know. Hungary, I yeah, know. Hungary, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's well, of course it is. Yeah, obviously. Um, happy birthday to Joe. It was his birthday a few days ago. I believe they've gone away for his birthday. Or I may have just made that up, but either way, they've gone away. So happy birthday to Joe. So happy yeah, birthday. it's it's just us two, and so because of that, we are recording on a Wednesday, which normally we'd be like, well, Dynamite isn't on until tonight, you know, whatever. But as it happens, Dynamite was on last night, title Tuesday. I've actually watched it. There you go. We're going to shock it. it. I know you haven't. even the shocking part. The shocking part is you've watched title Tuesday. You've watched Fastlane and you've watched the Raw after, right? I, uh, and you know what? Oh, you thoroughly sports. Ed- Don't say you've watched No Mercy as well. No, no, I watched NXT as well. <laughs> oh, No Mercy was a week ago, anyway, weren't it? Yeah, I, wa- uh, I watched it. I watched the special. I say the special, the episode of NXT with all the special guests. So to quote I'm Dan, fully well up today. Are yeah. you thoroughly sports entertained, or are you completely wrestled out? And it's only Wednesday. Um, both is the easy oh. answer to that. I am, well, I was thoroughly sports entertained by the copious amounts of grappling men that I had to witness over Ooh. the last few days. Oh, um, but that's that's enough of it. I'm, I'm glad there isn't it. I mean, yes, there's Smackdown on Friday, 
as you know, I probably won't watch that on and Saturday Rampage. morning. I may do. Which no one will watch. Rampage and then Collision on Saturday. But as far as pay-per-views, premium live events, any, anything else noteworthy, let's just say, with no disrespect to anything else, um, I don't think there's much of anything. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Stuff. I mean, we are, we are, I don't know, I think it's about an hour difference, possibly in Hungary for Budapest. I bet Dan and Joe are probably still watching The Bump. Christ, yes, absolutely. Well, they've probably watched NXT. They probably logged into the local live. No, it's not on there, is it? Is it not on the network? No, it's not on the network, is it? It's um... NXT should be, isn't it? Oh, where have you been? They got rid of it on the network about five years ago. It's on USA these days, isn't it? Terrible. So unless they found a dodgy um, a dodgy link or whatnot, or, or they've managed to BT Sport catch up, I don't know. If they've used a VPN, then perhaps they've watched it. But yes, it is true. I have watched it. I watched Fastlane on the weekend. Yes, it wasn't live. I watched it Sunday morning and I watched it all the way through. I didn't skip anything. I didn't even skip the women's match. Um, my son came down the stairs. He woke up and was brought down the stairs. Oh, he, but halfway, say, he didn't walk down, he down the stairs. He just walked down the stairs himself. He's, <laughs> Aya, you're all right. <laughs> he's, nine, he's 19 months old. Oh, are you, Dad? You're watching that wrestling on TV. You watched that uh, wrestling? That wrestling, yeah. Um, He came down about halfway through and I thought, oh, I'm going to have to turn it off now. But no, he, he quite enjoyed it. He was bouncing up and down, getting excited, uh, watching Shinsuke Nakamura throw Seth Rollins through a table, off a ladder through a table. Um. So, yeah, so I, I, I watched it all. It's important for us to state, though, however, as the respected wrestling journalists that we are, of course, and up to date with all the happenings and goings on, you haven't watched Dynamite, so we will not be talking about it on this no, I, I haven't watched anything that we're going to talk True. about. To be fair. Well, look, thank so you Christ that I have. Yeah. I haven't watched anything, however... I am aware of what has happened on Dynamite, but I will be watching it tonight because the joys of watching it with your partner means I have to wait to watch it. So have so you we'll read the results or you just know what the I don't were. know everything that happens, but I know a lot of the stuff that happens. As in okay. New Champion, for example. Which I'm sure you'll absolutely love getting into. Well, here's me saying we weren't going to talk about it, and I'd, well, we're let's not get into it. Go on, because uh, I'm I'm quite interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Well, what I, what I will say to start with is for Title Tuesday, there was was there not more non-title matches than there were title matches, but that's just a, a little bugbear. I mean, the, the no, thing not, is, not the international long. titles, the first match every week on Dynamite. So how is it a Title Tuesday? <sighs> I know. So yeah. So this this is the title we're talking about: the AEW International Title, the challenger of Orange well, Cassidy. It, it it was obviously supposed to be Ray Phoenix versus John Moxley, but John Moxley it is was. still uh, not cleared to compete. So I just I watched it. Uh, the mat. I mean, the match is what what it was. Uh, you you know my complaints with pockets himself with Orange Cassidy. Um. It, it, it was an okay match. The the issue I have obviously is with the ending. We we've got a a now two time international champion in Orange Cassidy, and I just I don't know what I don't know if Tony Khan's trying to go for the shock value or the yes Ray Phoenix was always just going to be a transitional champion because 
John Moxley, you know, take the title and was going to have a, you would assume, a lengthy run with it. But if you're waiting for Moxley to heal, what is the harm with keeping the title on Ray Phoenix and actually not only solidifying himself with the title, but so someone would say put some respect on the title after Orange Cassidy had it, but and maybe even I would say that, but let's say keep some respect on the title, keep some credibility on the title, if indeed it ever had any. And AEW are just doing what they love to do with their mid-card titles, hot potato it, you know, one week it's this person, the next week's that. And the fact it's gone back to Orange Cassidy, I mean, how long was he the champion for originally? And we're not going to have that again, surely yeah, yeah, yeah. not. That's what I mean, surely not. Yeah. Um, obviously, he had the most defences and most successful defences of any match. More than Roman Reigns, let's put it that way. He's had more title matches than Roman Reigns. And I'm not adverse to it. He is Mr. Reliable. He's kind of always there. He, he always entertains the crowd. He's got a good following. Um, I know you don't particularly like his matches, but he does put on good matches. They are entertaining. You're never bored. Hopefully, you watched it all. Yeah, um, and... and- I, I just, he's, I know he can wrestle. He's a very good wrestler. He's the gimmick. It's just the gimmick. And and I wouldn't even mind if his gimmick started and stopped. You'll know what I mean by this, but started and stopped when he got to the ring. If he had his casual gimmick going to the ring, but as soon as he starts wrestling with his hands in his pockets or pretending to kick people and things like that, that's where I just... I, That's I can't. only one little segment of his match, but then he's still doing his high flying, jumping outside. But, that, the but that's enough for to, high octane. That's enough for, to put me off him. No, I mean I understand it, but it, it offers something different that nobody else does as well. It's giving you, in a world of what we live in, of flips and kicks, he is giving you something different from your mat style wrestling. And he does stand out because he is doing something different to everybody else. And like I said, he is a Mr. Reliable and he'll always entertain. He'll be there every dynamite. He'll defend the title. But he's probably going to drop it at full gear to Moxley when he returns. So I just know they're going to put him over Moxley. I can just see it. As they should, to be fair. But there we go. Mr. Moxley, he used to be Mr. Reliable. Oh, world title's gone. Put Moxley on it. Put Moxley on it. (laughs) Exactly. But, oh, uh, I don't know. Well, I I just pray that this is um, well. Th- we're in a catch twenty two situation here because it makes no sense. I don't want him to be the champion, but also at the same time, if he's just going to drop the title again in a couple of weeks or however long it is, then that's my argument again. As far as I'm just hot potatoing and passing the title around from person to person to person, so it's it, Tony Card's booked himself into the worst corner possible. It, it's different because, like I said way early on the podcast, is there's no way MJF is losing his title this year. He is going into the bidding war of 2024 as the champion. He will have that title. Obviously, he doesn't have the title at the moment because it's been stolen. But you know what I mean? He is still technically the champion. And they were building towards that MJF CM Punk storyline. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen now. But MJF is going to be champion. So they need that excitement. They need these title changes because the big title isn't going to change hands. So you have that international championship. The Intercontinental title back in the day used to change hands all the time. It's just one of those things that happen. 
Um, but like I said, the AEW World title isn't going anywhere at the moment. The Ring of Honor titles ain't going anywhere at the moment because that's part of the storyline. You've got, obviously, two title changes, was they, on Title Tuesday? Uh, yes, include, well, I was going to say, do you know what the other one was? Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Yes, we have a new women's champion. So, you know, Soraya so how do you has feel about already... That <laughs> Again, for the sake nothing... I don't have the same arguments, of course, because it's not Orange Cassidy. I have the same arguments on the fact that, you know, someone's been champion for the sake of a month and a half, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and we're already... And, and this is, this in, in a sense makes it worse because this isn't a mid-card title this is supposed to be the world title for the women mm-hmm. oh well let's just throw it from this person this person she has am i right in saying she has already been champion as well hikuru shida she's three-time champion now oh well there we go then so uh, again, she was champion then obviously won it and then she went into all in as a second champion second time champion now she's the third time but obviously, yeah. it does make sense storyline-wise. From what I've read, anyway, you've got that implosion between Ruby Soho mm-hmm. and Soraya having so uh, it does make sense to a degree. Uh, but you look at it argumentative as well. The TBS Championship, Chris Statlander ain't losing that anytime soon, so she's going to be champion for a while. So you've got to have the other women fighting for something that is going to change hands. Otherwise, if you've got the same champions for years and years and years, just beating the there's nothing to fa- there's nothing there so you need to have different title changes to give people the opportunity yes the AEW women's world championship is the main one but you've got chris statland who's an absolute beast over there and she ain't gonna drop it anytime soon no true saying that she probably lose it a full gear now but there you go. Yeah, probably hot potato well um well I mean that so that that was dynamite. Like I say, we're not going to go too much into it for the sake of the people that haven't, as of yet, watched it with it being on a funny day. Um, but as I said, I I did watch NXT from start to finish as well, more for my curiosity as far as what they were going to do with the main roster stars. Um, and you know it was it was very gimmicky. Have have you read up anything about the only thing I've seen is the American badass come down and there we go. with Ron Baker. That's all I've seen. Well that was that was at the end, the end. of the yeah. that that was certainly the end after Bron Baker um wasn't victorious and he was saying, Well I'm still a badass and of course then the gong and the American badass comes down. Undertaker did cut a bit of a promo. Um Got that, got that little bit of that beer belly as he's enjoying his retirement, but still looks good. His choke slam was very good, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Brombreaker definitely worked it well, gave him the height and elevation that he needed for it, and it did look like a very decent choke slam. But certainly one of the better ones he's done in a hell of a long time. Um, Cody Rhodes was an interesting one. I thought they'd start off the show with Cody Rhodes, and they did. He announced. Um, Welcome to NXT. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about? Um, there's already the tournaments going on, the women's tournament. There's going to be a men's tournament as well. And the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is coming back as well, he announced. Um, and then he said, oh, and by the way, I'm the general manager for tonight. Way, let's make a couple of matches. So, yeah, just very much a way to throw him All in. Right. And then the first thing he said was, well, he said, my first act as general manager tonight will be that in the... Um, a tag team match. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a tag team match. 
No, it wasn't actually. It wasn't in the tag team match. It was in the... To go one-on-one on one with The Undertaker. Could you imagine? <laughs> could, could, could you could you imagine if... Um, <laughs> you, Brad Baker, could have gone one-on-one with The Undertaker. Could you imagine if Teddy Long had come out and done that? What, what, why didn't they get to... If you're going to have... Um, the second gonna, greatest general manager in the history of wrestling. Well, yeah, if you're going to have a special general manager for the evening... Don't bring Cody Rhodes in, do you? You, you yeah, get Teddy Long in. I mean, we're saying this. It's like the only reason John Cena, Cody Rhodes, um, Undertaker appeared was because it was going head-to-head with AEW title Tuesday Dynamite. That's the well, only yeah. reason they're there. Well, he was there and he um, announced that um, Dragunov, the new NXT champion, would be defending the title against... Dominic Mysterio after Dominic Mysterio came out and called him out, but then said, Oh, but there will there will be a special guest referee for that match. And it was LA Knight. So there was somebody on it. Yeah. Hour. Um Roxanne Perez face Asuka. Asuka had a had a match for the first time in a few years and kept her winning streak of never losing on NXT by winning. There was a a pub rules match, which was effectively like a street fight, but they did set certain bits up like a pub, like a barroom brawl between Gallus and um, the brawling brutes who had Tyler Bate with them as well. That was good. That that was entertaining, to be fair. Cena did cut a, program, a, a, a promo rather about halfway through the, the show I'm as well. He's bringing WrestleMania to NXT. Well... This is the issue that I had with Fastlane, which we're going to get on to. <laughs> Remind me about that later. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was more just so Bron Breaker could confront John Cena before the actual main event. Because, of course, with the um, with with the main event having John Cena and Paul Heyman in it, in the respective corners as of Carmelo Hayes and Bron Breaker, um, you know they they needed that interaction itself, so that's that's why that happened. But nothing effectively really came from it. It was just filler, to be quite honest. I was just waiting to see what was going to happen with the Undertaker, and I knew they were going to leave it till till the end. So that is the first episode of NXT I have watched all the way through for I don't know how long since Kevin Owens was champion. <laughs> Probably yeah, offense. So the golden era. It was it was very much best way I can describe it is it's very much a you can Me. pick up well you can pick up and go with it you you don't need to be following what's been going on to kind of work out quite quickly what has I'm, been happening. That's the thing though, like that's why they've done this. I I don't feel like that probably is the case, but because they've got so many main roster stars on it, I think that's what they wanted it to look like. Whereas I think if you did watch it in two, three weeks' time, you'd be like, I have no idea what's going on. I think they just did this as kind of like a a mini kind of special event, just so obviously any viewer can watch it because they're like, oh, he's on it, I know him. Oh, he's on it, I know him. So they didn't have any of that continuing storyline because I'm sure Dan and Joe would probably argue, oh, no, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening with Schism. Do you even know what a Schism is, Taron? They're in there somewhere, but they've probably got a storyline with somebody. So I reckon they just did it as like that, just so people can, the casual viewer can tune in and watch it without having to know what's going on. 
but surely there will be storylines going on in the background. Yes, no, absolutely, you are right. I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was all right. It didn't do enough for me for me to think, oh, I need to watch next week. Let's put it that way. Even with the guest appearances, even more so knowing that the guest appearances were exactly that, guest appearances, and, you know, they won't be there next week. But, you know, we know why they did it. They were going up against AEW. It will be interesting to see the, um, you know, the final figures, the view figures, not that we particularly care because we're all wrestling fans, but the marks out there will care. I assume NXT is probably going to do over Dynamite, um, unfortunately, for, for AEW and for Tony Khan. And, you know, people can have their five minutes of laughing about that and then we'll all just go back to being wrestling fans again, won't we? Yeah, I mean, when they did have the head-to-head, it wasn't Dynamite winning anyway, which is why NXT changed nights. Um, but like you said, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You want wrestling. You are a wrestling fan. Whether that's WWE or AEW, we watch wrestling because we enjoy wrestling. It doesn't matter. Some people prefer AEW, like myself. Some people prefer WWE, like Dan and Joe, for example. And you just kind of watch. I'm very much in the middle these days. As a respected journalist, I have to keep a crop of everything that's going on. (laughs) Well, there you go. But but like I said, Dan will happily go. Dan and Joe will happily go watch the Independence. They'll happily watch Impact. They'll happily watch all these different ones. And we don't want to be bogged down by who's winning what, who's watching what, because at the end of the day, there's wrestling out there for everybody. It might not be your cup of tea, WWE, so you watch AEW. AEW's got a bit too much blood and violence and a little bit too too many wrestlers. Then you watch the entertainment value of WWE. There's stuff there for everybody, no matter what. And we shouldn't complain because there was a day when it was just WWE. And nobody wants that. Because... And we don't want that. And we don't want that, do we? We don't, no, we don't. Um, so just a bit of news to have a look at before we go on to Fastlane itself. There have been reports over the last few weeks that CM Punk is eyeing a return to the WWE and there's allegedly been conversations about bringing him in and um, potentially it's Survivor Series. And I know the commentators have kind of been dropping hints as well, like they did leading up to when Cody Rhodes came back as well, saying like quotes within, um, you know, within their commentary. And they have been doing it. However, as of today, the reports themselves effectively uh, have said that the WWE currently allegedly have no interest in bringing him back. He has tried to get back into the company. Um, and allegedly Vince McMahon has advised the rest of the board, no, not to, it was very much a Vince McMahon decision. And as it stands, certainly this November moving forward, there will not be a return of CM Punk. Do we believe it, Jamie? And if so, is that the the right thing to do or not? I mean, again, I'm going to go with my, my heart and my head. Um, I don't want it to happen. I think he should just be done and retire. He, I am on Team Elite. Like he is a cancer to a degree. I think like he has had issues in previous companies. He has been the issue with anything that's gone wrong. Do you hear anything nowadays about AEW having any backstage heat or anything like that? No, it's a happy place it was beforehand. 
it is again after. Um, but we always said he would go back to WWE, have a final run, get into that Hall of Fame. It makes sense. Survivor Series is in Chicago. There's no way. They Obviously, they're putting you off just to think it's never going to happen. But it will. Like, it's stupid not to. It's the same with Tony Khan when he originally had that issue with the Elite. At the end of the day, CM Punk is money. He will bring people in. This is why they had Collision. This is why they were doing so well with Collision because it's CM Punk show. People are going to watch CM Punk. This is why they announced him in advance because he knows he will sell tickets. His merch was in the top five in AEW. CM Punk is money. There's a load of marks out there that absolutely adore CM Punk and will be team CM Punk and will do anything and watch anything that he does. So I have no doubt he will be back in WWE. I don't think it's the right decision in terms of his personality, the cult of personality, mm-hmm. but um, it is, it's the right choice in terms of business and money. You've just had that merger. He has the history of UFC. You want to make money. You're going into the final quarter of the year. You've got Survivor Series, one of the big four. And then it kind of puts a question mark over the Royal Rumble. You've got the storylines there as well. If The Rock does come back with The Rock and Roman Reigns, you've kind of got that CM Punk thing there as well. Kind of like, oh, well, he was supposed to have that WrestleMania main event, but The Rock came back. There's so much stuff that you can go on with it. Um, So I do think he will. Whether it's the right decision or not, personally, no. But money and business-wise, you'd be stupid to say no. Would I have liked to have seen it? Yes, absolutely. I would like to see CM Punk back in WWE. Do I think it is going to happen now? No, no, I don't. I think I think the reports themselves are probably quite accurate. In all honesty, um, and you know, you you like you've alluded to with certain bits he said there. Can you really blame them for not wanting to bring you back? Probably not, because whilst he never he never kicked up a fuss off as much as he allegedly did backstage in AEW, you know there was no there was no fights or fighting or anything like that then. But you have always got the you have always got the worry that he could end up doing what he did last time, where he got fed up of creative, his body was battered up, and rather than is balling um, well exactly yeah and you know he, he may end up doing that again so eh. will he oh, will oh. he ever come will he ever come back though ever oh i don't yeah. know i don't I mean, know it's all a work just like last time anyway and he's still contracted <laughs> to aew and he'll be back before you know it. Well, no, don't don't forget he's he's contracted to WWE because Vince McMahon owns AEW as well, according to the marks online. So it's it's all you know owned by the same person. It's all under Dana White and Endeavor. It, it certainly is. And speaking of Dana White and Endeavor, we had our first WWE pay per view and live streaming event under the the full. Um, no tenature of Endeavor and Dana White and Vince McMahon and, and everything with Fastlane this week coming from Indianapolis, Indiana, um, where there were the only five matches. There wasn't a sixth announced. There were only the five matches. So I have everybody's predictions here, which I can add to the um, pay-per-view prediction league Ooh. as well. So I believe there's only two events of the year left. 
that would be Crown Jewel and Survivor Series, I want to say. Sounds um, about I, right. I believe so. I mean, I will quickly check, but that should be. I believe that to be right. So, you know, it, it it is all to play for in respect of that. Absolutely. So before we get into the actual matches themselves, I do have an issue. And my issue was with the return. And you spoke about it earlier. You alluded to it earlier on. About halfway through or so through the event itself, we had the return of your favourite, Jamie. He was back. Yeah, well, apparently he was. Uh, I assume you're you talking about the, the one that you predicted. No, no, no. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the return of your favourite commentator. He oh, returned. Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee did yes. return... Well, well, he, he, was, was he was an Indianapolis Colt, wasn't he? So he what he did well, exactly. for them. So exactly. it makes sense for him to return home. My issue, my issue is not with his return. My issue is the the promo that he cut, which was more or less the exact same promo that John Cena cut at Money in the Bank in London in July, where he said, "I'm here to get WrestleMania in Indianapolis." Well. Cena was there to get WrestleMania in London. Is this going to be a new trend now? Places that haven't had WrestleMania, they're just going to get someone to return and come back and go, I am here in Saudi to get Saudi Arabia WrestleMania. Mansoor's going to return and do it. Well, I mean, it's going to be, have to be a historic return. But um, the worst I thing don't... about it is Indianapolis will get WrestleMania well before London ever has a chance to anyway. Well, I was going to say, I assume Indiana hasn't had it before. I don't think so off the top of my head, hence his promo. If they have, it wouldn't have been for a long, WrestleMania long time. Eight. God, was it that long? WrestleMania 8, Indianapolis, Indiana, in the Hoosier Dome. Well, the if Arsia Indiana Dome. have already had it themselves then. Exactly, then... the greedy stuff. No, well, we want it in about. London. Go back to chatting about COVID deniers with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Yeah, good idea. Um, so, five five matches, and I believe, I've heard it on the grapevine, Jamie, that you failed to entertain yourself through Fastlane this year. Well, the thing is, Saturday, obviously, we, we've had to move house at the moment, so I don't have the facility as much to kind of stay up and watch it if I've got my daughter because she stays in the living room. So, obviously, we can't watch stuff. Uh, that late and obviously in my bedroom Mercedes will be asleep and she'll complain if the any kind of light turns on so obviously I didn't have the facility to watch it and then we're busy on Sunday as well so I didn't really have time to watch it and I don't have the WWE network at the moment um because you know why would I um and I'm waiting for Peacock to go and sail uh, because I'm not paying I mean I'd happily pay the the fifty dollars that it is for the year but um you can get a promo for like twenty dollars and just waiting for that promo to go live again because why not save yourself thirty dollars you might as well go do it so i'm waiting for that promo to go live and then yeah but fast lane uh, as i said on the on the prediction league i mean i was quite wrong but you know i, I said it's a very predictable event not much is going to happen obviously there was one big surprise but um yeah it didn't interest me i mean yeah. 
and I haven't had time because Monday I play football. Tuesday, obviously, we were at yesterday. We we're at the uh, the Blackpool versus Liverpool under twenty ones EFL Trophy oh, biggest absolutely. game of the season. So you know, I had to be there uh, for that one. So you know, I haven't really had the time to sit down and actually watch it. Um, so as of yet, and probably never, I haven't watched it. Well, there we go. Well, what I will say is, is it was. It was an entertaining show. It was fairly decent to watch. I, I, I will I will give them that. I will it did... watch then. I trust you, Taryn. Unless Dan Joe gives it an A, then I won't watch it. It did give me a heightened Raw or SmackDown feel of a show. Let's put it that way. It certainly wasn't. There was nothing particularly wrong with the event. There was just nothing out of the ordinary too exciting. Let's put it that way. In respect of our predictions, however, this is where it does get quite interesting because somebody came out out of the five matches. Somebody incorrectly predicted four out of the five matches, so only came Jesus away with Christ. one point. They they did. That so wasn't let, me. Let's go it. Let's go through it all through together, right? So, Jesus. match one of the night was for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. It was Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso against the champions of the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. This match went on. I think this was like the second longest match of the night, and it went on a long time. It was a fairly decent match, though. To be fair, there were some decent spots in it. Um, it was a, it was a good opener. For the actual event, to me, it was the most shocking result of the night. And to be fair, as far as our predictions go, it was certainly the most shocking result of the night because no all of us said the Judgment Day somehow, some way, would be victorious and walk away, still the champions. And do you know what, Jamie? They went and put the titles on Rhodes and Uso. I know I, I'm going to say this and obviously you're going to say I don't believe it, but, you know, you kind of want to go for Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso because like Cody Rhodes is the biggest star in WWE. It doesn't make any sense for him to lose in that kind of style match unless a turn or some kind of hijinks happens that sets up a feud between them. And I think we were talking last week and we said, oh, it's too early to turn Jay heel or what's the point of him turning heel if this is supposed to happen? And you, there's no way you're turning Cody Rhodes heel. So, fair enough. We'll see what happens with it. But, you know, it's something for Cody to do until he inevitably wins the Rumble and goes to fight Roman Reigns for the title and finishes the story. So, it's a nice chapter along the way, I guess. Yeah, when when you look back on it, like, like we have, then, yes, I suppose it kind of does make sense. It's a, it carries on the story. They did tease it on Raw as well. They did say Michael Cole actually got a promo on... Michael Cole got a promo. Michael Cole got Cody Rhodes in the ring and he got a promo interviewing him. And he basically said, is this the story? Is this the end of the story? You just decided now that the... Oh, no. Um, <laughs> said, you just decided now that winning the tag titles is enough for it, I think. He basically didn't answer it. Uh, didn't answer the question, so no disrespect to the tag titles, but it's not the world title, but, uh, yeah. But <laughs> hell no, um, so yeah, the the match was okay though, to be fair. And like I said, now I look back on it, it kind of does make sense as to why you would put the titles on roads at roads and do so. 
Um, but yeah, we all didn't do well because none of us <laughs> went with them for Good the actual start. prediction itself. So zero points all round. The second worst match of the night, in my opinion, was next, however, and it was the six-man tag team match. Um, it was the team of Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits versus the LWO, Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio, with, can I just say, and this should be a bonus point for me, but it never will be, so stupid. the returning Carlito. Did I or did I not say on last week's show, this is exactly what would happen? I'm sure Dan was there shaking his head saying, no, 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 definitely no. And saying that if it anything, that be Dragon Lee, yeah. I get that Dragon Lee, he'll be doing it. He's been appearing every week. No wonder he's on holiday. I watch the product. I know what I'm talking yeah. about. He said he's not even on holiday. He just couldn't face the embarrassment of coming it. on. Yeah. No, it was. It was Car- Carlito. I said it last week. Yeah, but you he came why? in like towards the end of the match, though, didn't he? He wasn't even there from the yeah, start. So what, they... what is the point? They did this tease where it was like, oh, well, they, Rey Mysterio made a call and the person he made the call to never returned the call. So is he or she going to appear? And then they didn't. And the bell kind of broke. And you could tell, you could tell people were looking over at the screen of the Titantron thinking, right, come on, Carlito or in Dan's case, Dragon Lee. Where are you? Um, and then it did happen and the bell rung. And I mean, the match was only on 10 minutes. In fact, I think it bell to bell, it was 10 minutes exactly, according to Wikipedia. He came, the first seven minutes, he wasn't there for it. And then the second worst thing of the night happened where his music hit and they've changed his music. He hasn't got his original music and it's the most boring, generic thing you've ever heard. He hasn't got his Carlito music anymore. So he got I a massive he's pop. He's spit in people's faces now. Well, yeah, but when allowed. he came back at Backlash, they just cut the I spit in the face bit out and then just started from his music. Nope, they've completely changed his theme. Um, he got a massive pop because obviously the name Carlito popped up and he ran out. Um, so it was, you know, pop of the night in regards to that, but yeah, the why, why I don't get it. Why would you did, change it? Was he on Raw or is he SmackDown? No, he's SmackDown. So we'll see if he appears on SmackDown or this was just a one off kind of thing. He should but, do um, in theory. But yeah, I mean, I don't understand like what I think I'm going to count this towards similar to the Judgment Day last year. You want to build a dominant faction, obviously, with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. That's I assume that's kind of where they're going with it. Yeah. But similar to Judgment Day, they kept losing and losing and losing and losing and losing and losing. And losing. We kept backing them, thinking, what the hell are they doing? They should be this dominant faction. And then all of a sudden, they were. So, I don't know. Yeah, don't know why they lost, but they did what they did. LWO won. There was no turn, which I think Dan or Joe predicted as well, saying that Escobar's going to turn on Mysterio. Obviously, yeah. that didn't happen. The LWO picked up the dub. And I think you only predicted that right. I was the only one, let's get that look right in there, the only one to say that not just the LWO, but including the returning Carlito for an extra five bonus points would uh, be victorious. And they were, so there you go. It wasn't, however, the most entertaining match of the night, I will say. Um, Yeah, it wasn't great. There, There was a worse match, unfortunately, and that was the next match. So there was a couple of duds in a row. Um, EO Sky, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair. 
the WWE Women's Championship match went on for nearly 20 minutes. Interestingly enough, this had the exact same time bell to bell as the next match as well at 17 minutes and 20 exactly. Um, and I felt the 17 minutes 20 all the way through. I did, unfortunately. EO Sky picked up the win and is still Jamie, your women's champion. Well, the question is, who did she pin? Well, before you get into that, I will just say for the purpose of the pay-per-view prediction league, myself, yourself and Joe correctly said Eoskai would retain. Dan said, ask her. You know, at the beginning earlier on when I said somebody incorrectly picked four <laughs> out of five, there's a bit of a trend here because we're on three in a row. Three I in a row, Daniel. Right was Seth Rollins. Uh, but, um, so um, we'll see. Anyway, I mean, yes, you are right. Charlotte Flair took the pinfall. Yeah, and I think this is obviously storyline wise, it makes sense. Obviously, we didn't have the turn. I thought possibly it's going to lead to a turn. I don't know what happened, if anything did between them on Raw, between Bailey and EO Sky, but it is inevitably leading to that turn. Um, EO Sky is obviously a crowd favourite. She does get cheered. They are supposed to be the heels. You'd make Bailey a massive heel by turning on her, beating her up, um, possibly with. A partner as well, and then just leaving EO Sky a bloody beaten mess by herself. She then becomes the big crowd favorite, the new big face, whilst Becky Lynch is off in NXT for some reason. Um, and then you could have that, but um, that's what it's leading to. I don't know why you'd pick Asuka to win the title, but you know, um, yeah. EO Sky, it makes sense. And like I said, it's that jealousy of Bailey and Charlotte Flair that I think is going to put her over the edge to finally make that turn. It's definitely leading to that. It's definitely building to that. I'm just happy that they didn't take the title off her at this stage because I do think, well, two reasons. One, they need to tease that for a little bit longer, what's going to happen between herself and Bailey, mm. But also, she has only just won the title again. This isn't an AEW case. This isn't an international Orange Cassidy shite. You know, we need to keep titles on people to keep the person and the title credible. And they are, at least for the moment, doing that. So, yes, it, it, it wasn't the greatest match. I mean, there was nothing particularly wrong with it, but it didn't really hold my attention, let's just put it that way. Um, But I was happy with the result. More so, of course, because I correctly predicted. Penultimate match of the night. um, I'm surprised they didn't bill it as double main event like they tend to do so these days. Because the card wasn't that good. Because the card wasn't (laughs) the best. No, we had the bloodline of Jimmy Uso. I I think the actual co-main event was probably the... uh, tag match at the start the co-main event kicking off the show yeah true yeah um the bloodline of jimmy uso and solo sokoa versus john cena and la knight and john yeah. cena and la knight you picked up the victory can i and just hopefully point? all four of us got that prediction right taryn we certainly did apart from dan <laughs> who incorrectly four in a row Went with the bloodline. What is going on with Daniel? God Ten knows. to one they were. Ten to one. I hope he didn't so put on. it on and lost all his money. The match went on for 17 minutes and 20, um, just like the previous match. It was better. It was, you know, massive pop for Cena, massive pop for LA Knight as well. Um, Paul Heyman 
with his new hair as well. I say new hair, it's exactly the same, but he's finally embraced it. He's gone completely like white, grey, as he's not dyeing his hair anymore. Um, fits his, fits his no more character quite well. In there. No, not unless he's going to suddenly change back to it, but on NXT last night as well, he he, he still had the, the white, grey hair as well. So, yeah, but I mean... <laughs> Putting to aside the fact that Dan picked the bloodline, <laughs> fairly predictable match. I I would have said, hence the reason why the three of us and most of the entire world said that they would pick up the win. The bloodline didn't need it. And John Cena did, because I think I read earlier as well that the streak is over because John Cena has picked up his first pay-per-view winning I think he said five years. Now, I know he doesn't. No, I know, but five years. Yeah, I mean, and and it'll all be because of L.A. Knight. Yeah. We do like L.A. Knight, we do. But yes, they they picked up the victory and the match was what it was. It it could have been the main event of of a Raw, let's put it that way. It could have been, or a SmackDown. or NXT, apparently, because they're well, all there. Yeah. The way they're going. Um, so the main event of the show, then, was the last man standing match for the World Heavyweight Championship for one of the world titles. Seth freaking Rollins defending against Shinsuke Nakamura for the second or third time in a row. I was about to say, yeah, I think, isn't this been the main event for the last... It's definitely the last two pay-per-views, but I want to yeah, say possibly so. three. Well, they've definitely stopped the program now so Seth Rollins defeated Shinsuke Nakamura unfortunately um, walked away is still the champion as far as our predictions go we all said that Seth Rollins would retain I really well really Dan. wanted to be wrong <laughs> well done Dan I really wanted to be wrong I really wanted them to pull the trigger on it and go with Shinsuke but they they just don't want to do they it is um, the last two because SummerSlam was Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor so we're okay it's oh, just the last two Fair enough. Um, my issue with it was not really... Well, it was two things. It was the result, because I was really pulling for Shinsuke, and at one point I thought he was actually going to do it. Um, it was the ending. So there were some decent spots throughout it. There was a decent spot where... And it this was the point where Lola Shinsuke Nakamura was actually going to do it, where they both climbed was to the top of the ladder. And he couldn't get up. No, thank Christ. I've learned the lesson with that. Fucking hell. Um, no, they were both at the top of a ladder over the commentator's table and Shinsuke Nakamura spat the red mist into his face and Seth Rollins fell off the top. Um, this was about 12, 13 minutes into the match and fell and crashed through the commentator's table and the crowd went mad and like, oh my God, he's actually going to do it. And of course, Shinsuke, uh, Seth Rollins started to stand up. Um, one very, very strange spot was... And I've watched people's, um, I think Botchamania might have put it on as well. Or they will do if they haven't done as of yet. But I have seen videos online where they went into the crowd and there was like this platform. And the platform looked like a mattress. I mean, it looked like the spongiest mattress. And they didn't even try to hide it. It looked like a giant mattress. And they climbed up the stairs and they were hitting each other. And Seth Rollins fell back. And they did this, the camera angle like they do sometimes where you don't see them fall onto the thing that they're falling on. Because he bounced, probably. Well, yeah, no, exactly that. 
But you'd already seen what the platform looked like because he had no problem showing it before he fell on it. It showed him fall but didn't show him land. And then he obviously rolled off onto the concrete floor and was there going, oh, I'll be back. And they showed and that's when they showed him. But of course, the 14,000 people in the arena absolutely saw all that happen and saw where he landed. And there's videos all aligned. And it shows him just falling flat back onto this platform, bouncing up and down slightly and then rolling off. And then they, they were literally pretending he just fell flat back off this platform onto the concrete floor. And unless you are a child, and, I, and we're all children in a sense, because we all watch wrestling, so we must be mental capacity of 12 years. But hello. Um, but unless you're a child, everybody knows what you're doing there. The production value of it was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It's terrible. very similar to what happened in Blood and Guts when MJF pushed Chris Jericho off the top, though, weren't it? it like, we all know, but at least they showed it. No, true, exactly. But then um, they got slated for it. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to protect your wrestlers and that kind of thing as well. But we know we're not fucking stupid. No, of course so not. So don't try and... My main issue with it was the ending. All these near... I, all I've heard is the ending, so go on. Like, apparently people kicking off about how a terrible ending, so go on. Shinsuke Nakamura had thrown Seth Rollins through everything that you can think of, was absolutely battering him with a steel chair on his back because he's playing on the fact he's need that his back's knackered. Oh, um, yeah, he's only hit a match. He was getting up. Logan's well, true. Um, getting up all the time, finisher after finisher, all this kind of stuff, just managing to get up constantly. It was very much the match was booked, so Shinsuke was doing all the damage. Yes, of course, there was times where Shinsuke went down and then managed to answer the 10 count, but um, most of the time it was Rollins fighting through it, and look how great he's managed to get up again. Um, again, I haven't, then, I haven't seen how it ends, so I don't know what happens, but I assume it's going to be one, maybe two curb stomps, possibly on the steel steps of a chair to win the match. So it was nothing like that, actually. Okay. It was back into the crowd fighting, and um, they both, like, threw each other off. Or, uh, maybe Seth Rollins might have technically thrown Shinsuke Nakamura off this plane. And it wasn't high. It wasn't, like, a height. It was just they kind of, like, jumped off. It was kind of, like, from the ramp was, to the floor. Like, yeah, you know, if, side, yeah, probably not even that. It was more level. Like, there was hardly any gap. But um, they threw him through a table and then Seth Rollins went kind of like through the table as well at the same time. And then the answering of the 10 count, they both started to stand up and Shinsuke didn't quite get to his feet and kind of fell down again as Seth Rollins got to his feet. Now, I didn't I heard the bell ring and I thought, what? Shinsuke got to his feet and I watched the replay back. And he didn't, but it was bloody close. So they didn't portray that very well at all over, you know, because I thought, but they both mm. got to their feet there. But we have seen it before where both try and get up and then one oh, full slightly while as the other starts set up. Yeah. It just wasn't very well done and it wasn't obvious and it wasn't clear. That's why I had to watch it back and then see the replay. So I was already a bit peed off that he hadn't won the title and I was already peed off on the fact that he hadn't, um, you know, the, the ending itself hadn't been made more clear. But yeah. 
He's gone into a new programme. Shinsuke beat up Ricochet on Raw. So they're going to be moving into that. And on Raw itself, Drew McIntyre came out and said, by the way, I'm challenging you next and we're going to do it at Crown Jewel. All right, then, happy days. Yeah, we will. Boom, it's as easy as that. The Crown Jewel, Jack. I mean, to at get a world title shot, you just come out and do it, don't you? I'm going to do it. I'll appear on, I'll challenge Reigns on SmackDown. I think Reigns is returning on SmackDown on Friday, I think I read. Yeah, probably. I was, that's what we'll Ah, uh, you know why? Because uh, of Jey Uso losing the match. No, because this Friday on SmackDown and next Monday on <laughs> of Raw, it's the season premiere. You know where they do these season premieres oh, where it never ready. ends. <laughs> so yeah, the season premiere. That's why. Have a quick premiere. look at the pay per view prediction table after those results. I think um, you're only a point behind me now, right? I am indeed. You're on forty nine. I am on forty eight. Joe's on forty five. Dan, one right. He's on forty two. It's basically over for you, Dan. Like, there's no way. Like, cause there's no way we are getting two pay-per-views completely wrong. There's three of it still in it. I believe. I mean, Joe still has a chance. He's. Yeah. I mean, let let let's have a look at the odds here. Let's have a look at the odds. The Dan, odds. What are people taking bets on us? Oh, I, I've made up the odds. Here. Dan's eleven to one at the moment. <laughs> Hundred to one. At Joe. That. Joe's outside at three to one, so he's he's not not too bad. Um, I'm, I don't know what would you say. I'd put you on evens and me one to two favorite odds on. Two. There we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the same one. And I gave you the first two pay per views of the year. Well, exactly. (laughs) There you go. What more do you want? So we yeah, we'll see where we end up with that. But I mean. That very much brings us to the end of this week's show, Jamie. We've covered bits no of NXT. There's no people quiz. People want to come and see the quiz. Well, that's all. I know that's the reason why most people listen to us anyway, for the quiz. But what is the point when I'd win it all anyway and Dan and Joe aren't here? That is true. We is do there... need a full house for a quiz. And I believe everybody should be back next week. Um, and will it, or will it not be Joe's turn to do the quiz? Um, Joe did the last quiz, did he not? Did he? What? Yeah, did he not? Probably so, I can't remember. <laughs> Joe did the last quiz, wasn't it all about Edge? Adam Copeland? Oh, is that not Dan's quiz? Was that Dan's? I don't know, Dan, Joe, dialing from Budapest, wherever you are, and uh, and let us know whose turn it is. Um, we need, we need to start the show for next it's, week. It's Joe or me, um, I'm sure, by next week. We'll be like, it's all good. I know is that it's not me, so I've still it's got a chance to win it all. Win exactly. it all. Yeah, I, I think it is Joe. Uh, that'll be next, and it'll be me. Uh, the week after that, and I think I will be doing possibly a special Halloween quiz oh! the week before Halloween. Oh, how exciting for you! How lovely. I'm sure I'll probably forget in two weeks and do something completely different, but you know. Who knows what can happen? But I'm going to do this for the first time ever because I don't think this has ever, ever happened, Taryn. But where can I know people what you're find gonna say. us? <laughs> well, yes, where can people find us? Well, you can find us on the socials and everywhere. You can find us on Threads, X, Facebook, Instagram. We are at GrappleCast Show. Don't forget to like, subscribe tell your friends leave us a review it better be five stars or don't bother um and as i say make sure you subscribe so you never miss a show 
Exactly. Never miss a show. Enjoy the rest of the wrestling week, everybody. Um, enjoy Rampage and Collision if you are indeed going to watch it. Enjoy the season premiere of SmackDown and Raw this coming weekend next week as well. I'm sure it'll be one to miss. To not miss, should I say, to not miss. Uh, but yes, Jamie, if you'd like to sign us off. Well, I guess without further ado, I say chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. Ta-ra, guys. Bring it back!